Just close that door, someone. Narayanam namaskritya naram chevan narotamam devim saraswatim vyasam tatojayam udirayat Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 5, Chapter Entitled, Narad Muni, Kuraspai Prajapati Daksha, Text Number 16. Shristya Piyaya Karimayam Vela Kulanta Vegitam Matasya Tamavijha Avigyasya Kimasat Kama Beer Bavit Stristyapya Karimayam Vela Kulanta Vegitam Matasya Tamavigyasya Kimasat Kama Beer Bavat Shristyapya Karimayam Vela Kulanta Vegitam Matasya Tamavigyasya Kimasat Kamabir Bavit Shristi Creation Apyaya Dissolution Karim, one who causes. Mayam, the illusory energy. Vela kula anta, near the banks. Vegitam, being very rapid. Matasya, of one who is mad. Tum, that material nature. Avigyasya, who does not, uh, sorry, who does not know. Kimasat Kamabi, Pavet, what benefit can there be by performing temporary fruitive activities? Is that little recording device? Then they usually put something there to record. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shla Prabhupada. Narad Muni had said that, that there is a river flowing in both directions. The Hayashwas uh, understood the purport of this statement. Material nature 
functions in two ways, by creation and dissolution. Thus the river of material nature flows both ways. A living entity who unknowingly falls in this river is submerged in its waves. And since the current is swifter near the banks of the river, he is unable to get out. What will be the benefit of performing fruitive activities in that river of Maya? Translation responsibly. Narada Muni had said that there is a river flowing in both directions. The Hayashwas understood the purport of this statement. Material nature functions in two ways. By creation and dissolution. Thus the river of material nature flows both ways. A living entity who unknowingly falls in this river is submerged in its waves. And since the current is swifter near the banks of the river, he is unable to get out. What will be the benefit of performing fruitive activities in that river of Maya? Purport. One may be submerged in the waves of the river of Maya, but one may also get free from the waves by coming to the banks of knowledge and austerity. Near these banks, however, the waves are very strong. If one does not understand how he is being tossed by the waves, but simply engages in temporary fruitive activities, what benefit will he derive? In the Brahma Samhita 544, there is a statement. Shristi stiti pralaya sadhana shakti eka chaye vyasya bhuvanani biburti durga. The Maya Shakti Durga is in charge of Shristi stiti pralaya, creation and dissolution, and she acts under the direction of the Supreme Lord. Maya Dyakshena prakriti suyate sa characharam. When one falls in the river of nescience, he is always tossed here and there by the waves. But the same Maya can also save him when he, re when he surrenders to Krishna or becomes Krishna conscious. Krishna consciousness is knowledge and austerity. A Krishna conscious person takes knowledge from the Vedic literature and at the same time he must practice austerities. <coughs> to attain freedom from material life, one must take to Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, if one very busily engages in the so-called advancement of science, what benefit will he derive? If one is carried away by the waves of nature, what is the meaning of being a great scientist or philosopher? Mundane science and philosophy are also material creations. One must understand how Maya works and how one can be released from the tossing waves of the river of nescience. That is one's first duty. Did they get that little thing or? No, it doesn't exist. I'll go straight through. Okay. Okay, so it's, so it's all taken care of. Okay. Sorry. Omagyan timarandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurin mulitam jena tasmai shri guruve namaha. 
Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vancha Kaupatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhivacha Petitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nikchananda Shri Advaita Gadadha Srivasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Ram Rama, Hare Hare. So the chapter is called Narad is Cursed by Prajapati Daksha. So it's a famous uh, pastime in the Bhagavatam because... Uh, Narada was cursed uh, by Daksha because Daksha was trying to uh, populate the universe. He's Prajapati. And Prajapati means his service is to create the population of the universe, uh, to, to give material bodies to their conditioned souls who need a body within this material world. Prabhupada actually said... Uh, one time he said, we need marriage as much as we need a material body. No? No? That's an interesting statement that Prabhupada made. You need marriage as much as you need a material body. So hands up if you need a material body. No, some people put their hands up. <laughs> the actual correct answer is no one needs a material body. We don't need a material body. It's not a necessity for the soul. Right? We don't need to have a body. We chose to have a body. Right? We've misused our independence, separate from Krishna. So God, uh, man proposes, God disposes. Uh-huh. So you want a material body? Krishna says, okay, there you go. Maya. Uh-huh. The entire Mahatattva, the entire material energy is created by Krishna. Why? Because we want it to exist. Krishna doesn't need the material energy. It serves no purpose for him. Right? We'll get to that. that. Be patient. <laughs> you can't get all the answers immediately. <laughs> right? So uh, we desire uh, to be separate from Krishna. This is called misuse of independence. Right? God gives you independence. He is Swarat. Uh, swarat means you have independence. Right? I can put my hand on my right knee or I can put my hand on my left knee. Or I can swap. Or I can do both. Or I can touch my shoulders. Or I can touch my... That's our independence. We get carried away with our... Oh, we can do a little bit independently of God. And we get intoxicated by independence. So Krishna gives us independence uh, because you cannot force someone to love you. If you say to someone, you have to love me, that's not love. You have to love me. One time I was giving a class uh, at a Bhakti Vriksha program, one devotee's program, our own program, and one of the kids was sitting next to me. You know, I was giving class and I was sitting there. You know, was, everyone was packed in. So I was making this point. You know, you have to give love independently. So I said to the, the kid, I said, do you love me? And he looked up, he goes, nope. <laughs> and I said, but, uh, you know, at the end of the program, I will give you some halavar and some gulabs. And he said, nope. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter what I say to him. You can't force love. 
Right? So Krishna does not want to force love. Right? He doesn't make us love him because that's not love. It has to be given independently. So when we chose not to give our love to Krishna, Krishna said, okay, go to that place. Uh, so that place is called uh, Durga. Uh, it is called Durga or it is called Mahatattva. Uh, it is the material energy. Uh, it is under the control of Shiva and poverty. Uh, so now we're in this material world. We are here. So Prabhupada said we don't need a material body. You don't need this body, but you want to be independent from Krishna. Krishna said, okay, have a false body. Right? Go there and the Bhagavatam says in the... Uh, just trying to think which canto. Second canto. Uh, Bhagavatam says that this world is Swapna. Uh, swapna means it's a dream. So we're all dreaming right now. We take it all so seriously. Uh, uh, this is so important. So, you know, and we get worked up about things. I don't know, if, does anyone watch the news? Even the last 24 hours, <laughs> you've seen some of the things that are happening in the world. Very funny. People get so worked up about things, which actually mean nothing. Uh, there, there's one comedian, uh, Jim Carrey. Do you know Jim Carrey? Oh, most of you know him. Yeah, he's uh, Jim Carrey, The Mask, and he did, you know, very, very, one of the highest paid Hollywood actors uh, a number of years ago. So. so he came up for the award show, and he was the host. <laughs> and he's a little bit spiritual, so he's got some realizations. And he'd won two awards already. And he said, you know, when I go to, no he's making a joke, so he said, you know, when I go to sleep at night, I, I dream of becoming three times award-winning actor, Jim Carrey, because you know, he's already won two awards. And he said, he said, you know, all of you, you know, because you're all waiting on, am I going to win the award? They had the Academy Awards uh, two days ago, and there was a, some in incidents which took place there. So, uh, you know, they all take it so seriously. He said, you're all taking it so seriously. But then he said, if you blew up our universe, you know, this Academy Award is like, it's, no one can even find it. Like, where is, the, where is the Academy Award? It's like, it doesn't mean anything. It's all swapna. It's all a dream. We impose uh, in this dreamlike state, oh, this is so important, that is so important, and we, we get so worked up about things. But in cosmic perspective, it means nothing. Uh, just like uh, King Ravata, uh, you know King Ravata? He went to visit uh, Brahma. Uh, you know that pastime? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he goes to Brahma Loka. Uh, you know where Brahma Loka is? It's north. <laughs> north in the universe. You can see. Uh, that's south, so it's up there somewhere. Brahma Loka is up there. What's that? Topmost, yeah, highest planet. It's much higher than the others. There's all the other planetary systems, but then Brahma Loka is like here because it's the top of the lotus. Prabhupada explains in Bhagavatam the Milky Way... You know the Milky Way? Sometimes, you, have you seen it in the sky? The Milky Way? It's like, um, it's hard to see it in the city, but if you come to the farm and it's a clear night, it's like a cloud that kind of goes up in the sky like that. That's called the Milky Way. You can see it quite clearly. That's the uh, stem of the lotus, which is coming from uh, Gabadakshay Vishnu's navel. And then the top of it is Brahma Loki. You can actually see it. It kind of, and then it drifts off in the northern direction kind of goes like that up and then you lose track of it 
So Ravata, King Ravata, he lived on earth. He wanted a, uh, someone to marry his daughter. Uh, so he needed a groom for his daughter. So he had to find a, a husband for his daughter. So he thought, I'll go and ask Lord Brahma. So he goes to Lord Brahma, and when he gets to Brahma Loka, uh, one of the servants says, just wait a few minutes. Uh, Lord Brahma is just watching some, uh, I think it was a, a recital. And he said, in a few minutes, he'll be finished. And then uh, when he's finished, he will see you. So he waited a couple of minutes, and then Brahma said, you know, how can I help you? And he said, well, actually, I want uh, a husband for my daughter. And Lord Brahma just looked at him. And he said, on earth? And he said, yes, on earth. <laughs> and he said, but 14 generations have passed. <laughs> he said, you've been up here for a few moments, but down there it's all finished. He said, there is no... <laughs> so we take it all so seriously, but it all just goes like that. It's all insignificant. It's like, how, how do we put it in perspective, our perspective? So ants... Uh, sometimes you see the ants on the ground. So they're running around, and in their, their world, it's very important. Oh, we have to get food, we have to build a house, we have to do this, I have to get married, you know, I, have, you know, I need some, I have to get my kids, uh, I have to get my kids to school, you know, so they're all, run, they're all running around. When we look at it, we don't take that seriously. We just think, oh, they're pests, you know, sort of way, right? So Lord Brahma looks at us like that. We're just all these crazy little ants just going, and Lord Brahma says, what are you guys doing? Uh, chant Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Uh, so Lord Brahma, he's looking like that. What are you doing? Now you're just wasting your time. Uh, so, uh, Daksha is a prajapati. So what is his service? He has to populate the universe. Right? And then what did Narayan Muni do? Right? He had some kids. How many kids did Prajapati Daksha have the first time? Ten uh, and then second time? One uh, so he first he has all these kids. Right? And then Narada comes along and says, better you be Brahmachari. Right? Better you be Brahmachari. Prabhupada said, Brahmachari life is best. Prabhupada said that. Brahmachari life is best. Because sannyasi, uh, there's a lot of social pressure. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Asit Krishna Maharaj, you know Asit Krishna Maharaj? From the uh, Bhaktivedanta Ashram at Govardhan. Yeah, so he's like my friend. You know, we're like, we're about the same age, we've been devotees about the same time. You know, we've joined, you know, friends like that. So then he took sannyas. A few years ago. So because he's my friend, you know, he speaks to me very, uh, you know, like a bit intimately or casually. Like, you know, we have conversations. And I said, what's it like being a sannyasi now? <laughs> and he said, he said, oh. He said, you know, I go somewhere to preach. You know, you get to the temple and then you go to your room. And he said, practically there was no peace. He said, like every five minutes, someone is knocking on the door, Maharaj, Maharaj, come and give a class, come and do this, come and do that, come and do that. And he said, oh, Krishna, you know, he just wants to have a little bit of peace, but it's very difficult, actually. Uh, a lot of social pressure. So Prabhupada said, Brahmachari life is best. 
And then with the sannyasi, uh, Mahaprabhu says in Chaitanya Charitamrita, <coughs> if there's any fault in the sannyasi, everyone says, oh, look. Uh, just like if you have a... Uh, so give me that piece of paper. Yeah, just give so it's like, so it's all white, right? So when you look, oh, it's all white, it's pure. White is pure. But then if there's a little mark on the white, everyone will look and they'll say, oh, look at that. Yeah. So on the white sheet, if there's a black dot, everyone will say, oh, look, there's a fault. Yeah. So sannyas life is like that. You just do one little thing wrong and everyone will say, oh, look, the Maharaj did that. Oh, Maharaj said that. Oh, Maharaj, he didn't say hello to me. He didn't say hurry ball to me. He didn't smile at me. He didn't say thank you after I cooked prasadam for him for four hours. All these things. Oh, so many. And then everyone faults, faults, faults. So Prabhupada said brahmachari life is best actually. Simplicity. Uh, you see like Janani Vasprabhu, uh, Pankajanga, who never took sannyas. Yeah, easy for them to take sannyas, but a little easier uh, when, when things are brahmachari. Prabhupada said brahmacharis have three bags. What are the three bags the brahmacharis have? Bee bag, book bag, sleeping bag. <laughs> Bus. Well, that's it. That's all you need. Three bags. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Right? Put down the bee bag, pick up the book bag. Go out. Hey, excuse me. Are you from Melbourne or from out of town? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, you get one of these. Oh, you're from out of town, you get one of these. A book bag. At the end of the day, you go back, put down the book bag, right? And then, sleeping bag. Prabhupada said, the brahmachari, when he, at the end of the day, as soon as his head hits the pillow, he falls asleep immediately. Because he's done so much service for Krishna. And then in the morning, he just wakes up, seva, all day. Huh? Four o'clock in the morning till... Nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night, then sleep. And then, that is Brahmacharya. Prabhupada said that is the best. Uh, nothing else, nothing to worry about. Uh, celibate student, right? Celibate means don't have to worry about having a wife, right? Or if you're Brahmacharya, don't have to worry about having a husband, right? Prabhupada said man is good, woman is good, but together they are bad. Prabhupada said that. Because always some problem, right? You, know, you don't even know what you did half the time and you're in trouble. That's married life, right? It's always something is... It's called Leela. Right? It is pastime. Always something like that. So Brahmacharya life is best. Celibacy is best, right? And then uh, student. Uh, because when you're Brahmacharya, you have more time to study. Uh, when you get married, it's more difficult, much more challenging. Right? Because uh, you know, wife needs time, children need time, husband needs time, the car needs time, the house needs time, uh, the lawn is growing again, and then <laughs> it's just, it doesn't stop. Bills have to be paid, right? And you know, there's a whole uh, samita all about it. You, know, you can read about the. It's a lot of work. So brahmacharya is easier you now because you have more time for. Uh, direct Krishna conscious activity. You can do that as a grihasta, uh, but it is more challenging. You have to be very fixed, very uh, devoted. I was brahmachari for eight years, and I, sometimes I say to the devotees, 
you're now being married for like 20 years, a Grihasta for 20 years, Brahmacharya for eight years. So then uh, the energy I got or the momentum that I got from Brahmacharya Ashram those eight years, that still carries me now, right? It's like uh, when you're running, you know, or, or I'm trying to think of an example, something like that, but it's the momentum you get early on. You know, if you go really fast early on, then it just keeps carrying you. So then when you get the challenges later on, then you've still got that momentum. So Brahmacharya life is very good. If you didn't have the opportunity to be Brahmachari or Brahmacharini, if you did not have that opportunity, uh, my Guru Maharaj, Tamal Krishna Goswami, he was giving class one time, he said, then you have to work hard to catch up. Right? You can make up the ground. Krishna consciousness is so powerful that you can make it up. It's not, there's no loss or diminution. But... Uh, it's like a, it's easier if you had brahmachari training. If you didn't get that, then you can still make up the advancement, uh, but you have to work very hard. Because as, as a grihaster, it's like you have to juggle. Uh, how many balls do you juggle as a grihaster? Uh, 108. <laughs> so every time you're doing something, then uh, just, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, it's challenging actually. Uh, so, uh, Prajapati, Daksha, he has one seva. What's his seva? Populate the universe. Uh, make uh, humans, make nagas, make rakshashas. He had to populate everything. Right? And then Narada comes along. He has all these kids to help him. And Narada comes along and says, no, just be brahmachari. No, don't worry about all this. Just be brahmachari. So they listened to Narada and they went. And Prajapati, Daksha, he was very upset. Right? You imagine... Someone come. One time Prabhupada was on the train. Uh, he was in India and he was on the train. And then uh, he was in the like, compartment. And one Indian man, he knew that Prabhupada was there. So he kept looking through the door. And they, you know, devotees, they didn't want people to disturb Prabhupada. So they kept shutting the door. But every time it opened a little bit, he was standing there like looking. So Prabhupada's a very cultured person. So Prabhupada said, come, come in. So he came in. He had two sons. So he come in. So they sat opposite Prabhupada. Prabhupada sitting there, sitting on the train. And Prabhupada said, you know, what can I do for you? And, like that. and they said, oh, Swamiji, please give me your... The man said, Swamiji, give me your blessings. Please give us your blessings. Now, people do this all the time. Please give us your blessings. What does that even mean? You know, people do it all the time. Give it, what does it mean? You know, what is your the blessings are the instruction. Huh? The shiksha, that's the blessing. Not just someone says, oh, you know, you are blessed. Like, no, you follow the instruction. That is the blessing. You get the instruction, that's the blessing. You follow it, then you will be blessed. That's the system. So then he said, oh, Swamiji, give us your blessings. Prabhupada said, give me one of your sons. <laughs> Prabhupada said that. He said, give me one of your sons. He said, I will look after him, I will train him, he will be brahmachari, he will live in the ashram. Like that. The other son you can take. Give me one. So the man stood up, he said, oh, Swamiji, we have to go. Oh. <laughs> and he left quickly. Uh, Prabhupada said, what is this? You say you want blessing, blessing, blessing. Prabhupada was giving the blessing, you don't take it. Um, you don't follow the instruction. Right? If the sadhu says, give me one of your sons, you have to give one of the sons. That's the system. Right? Not that you, then you say, oh, no, Swamiji, no. Hmm. So Prabhupada was giving the blessing. 
That is the system. So Narada, he came and he said to all the boys, better you just become brahmacharis. Better that you just focus on spiritual life. That is the actual goal. That is the essence. And then, uh, you'll see as the pastime goes on, then um, uh, Daksha gets very upset, naturally. You know, he gets very upset. What do you do at Narada every time? 10,000 kids. Not easy having 10,000 kids. And then you take them all. Right? And someone just comes and takes one of your kids. Right? Takes, I'm taking them all now and we're going off to do service. And you're like, oh, Krishna, what's going on? You know that? He just took everything. <coughs> so then later on he curses uh, uh, Narada. Uh, and we know the curse is very famous. Right? You cannot stay anywhere more than three days. Hmm? Then that way you can't cause too many problems. Hmm? And then Prabhupada said uh, that curse has been transferred to everyone in the disciplic succession, all the sannyasis, in the disciplic succession from Narada. So if you look at our, uh, like in the beginning of the Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada gives the parampara. Right? So who does it begin with? Who's first? Krishna. Yeah, Krishna is first. He is the Adi Guru. Then, Brahma. Huh? Brahma, first person in this universe. Then, Narada. Then, hmm? Vyasadeva. Very good. Then, who? Madhva, yeah. How did they get from Vyasadeva to Madhva? How, how long ago did Madhva live? Huh? It's about... 1,200 years ago, I think. Around about that, that. About 1,000 years ago, like that. Madhura was here. So Vyasadeva was there 5,000 years ago, living in Badragashram in Himalaya. So how did Madhva, how did it jump, like, all that time? Because Madhva went to Badragashram. And when he got there, Vyasadeva is still there. Prabhupada says he is still there. You can see him if you go to Badragashram. But you have to have the eyes to see him. Premanjanach Churita Bhakti Velochanina. When you have the vision, you can see spirit. We can't see spirit. We only see matter. I can't see spirit. I've never seen spirit in this lifetime. You know, one previously I did when I was with Krishna, but been so long I only see matter. But he saw Vyasadeva. So he went there and Vyasadeva taught him Srimad Bhagavatam. So that's why it became Brahma Madhva. And then from Madhva you go down. And then we get to uh, Madhavendra Puri, Ishwara Puri. Mahaprabhu appears in that uh, Sampradaya. He chose that Sampradaya. And then goes down and then finally gets... To, so all the sannyasis, they get this same curse, Prabhupada says. They can only stay three days in a place. Uh, then you have to move on. Prabhupada said, I have been given this curse. Because uh, Prabhupada was like that. He was always moving. And then he said... Uh, and now I've transferred it to all my sannyasi disciples. Hmm. Then one time one of the doors was questioning uh, Prabhupada, and Prabhupada said, the, the curse does not work in the holy dharm. Yeah. So when they go to the holy dharm, the curse evaporates. Yeah. And then maybe you can say if the sannyasi comes to like a holy place like this, then if they want to stay longer, they can stay longer. Uh, in a holy place. But generally the curse is that they have to keep moving. So this is sannyas life. Uh, and you see here that Prajapati Daksha, he is cursed Narada. You have to keep moving, keep moving. Uh, 
in India, uh, like people don't understand Narada's position. They don't understand his spiritual position. In India, he's known as a troublemaker. Uh, what do they say? Sometimes they say, oh, stop being a Narada Muni. <laughs> if you're causing trouble, they say, don't be a Narada Muni. But they don't understand his position. Uh, sometimes, you know, in many pastimes, he causes trouble, but he knows what he's doing. And he knows that is the Lord's desire. Uh, just like he came to Kamsa. Right? And he said to Kamsa, he said, Kamsa, uh, what is happening? What is happening? Uh, why have you got uh, Deviki and Vasudev in jail? Uh, and he says, because the eighth child will kill me. Uh, and then Narada, he understands the Lord's desire. So he wanted to speed things up. He said, which one is number eight? He said, because if you count backwards, the first one is number eight. And then he did it different ways. And he said, well, actually, many of them could be number eight. Depends how you calculate it. And then Kamsa became very disturbed. So then he started just killing, you know, he was only going to kill the eighth child, but then he started killing all the children. Because Narad wanted to speed it all up. So that was the Lord's desire. Sometimes he causes trouble like this. He's a little bit of a troublemaker. So sometimes he causes trouble like this in order to uh, accelerate the Lord's pastimes or to facilitate the Lord's pastimes. Uh, so we, we understand his position is purely spiritual. Uh, and we worship Narad Muni. He is, the, uh, he is the most prominent guru in the Bhagavatam, actually. Yeah? If, you look at, if you read Bhagavatam, who are his disciples? Right? Yudhishthir, Prahlad, who? Dhruva. Yeah, very good. Dhruva. Who else? Vyasadev, yeah, Vyasadev, very good, yeah, I mean, yeah, so he's practically, he's all through the, he's the most prominent guru, uh, so we worship Narayan Muni uh, as our uh, Sampradayak Acharya. Prabhupada says the whole process of how to advance in Krishna consciousness is to keep association with pure devotees, right, and to follow in the footsteps of the previous Acharyas. That's the whole process, right? You just do whatever the previous acharyas did and you associate with pure devotees. So now you may think, okay, now I've got a problem. I have to find pure devotees. Uh, sometimes devotees think like that. Uh, one time, uh, it was Tamal Krishnamaraj actually, he said to Prabhupada in 1968, there was only about 80 devotees in ISKCON. How many devotees are in ISKCON now? Too many. Right? Right? So, there can't never be too many, but <laughs> there's so many in ISKCON now. You know, over one million, whatever it is, I don't know. So, uh, back in those days, in 1968, there was only 80 devotees in the whole movement. So then one time, Tamal Krishnamaraj, he said in 1968 to Prabhupada, he said, Prabhupada, he said, how many pure devotees are there on the earth? Prabhupada said, how many devotees are there in ISKCON? So Prabhupada said, everyone is a pure devotee. Meaning that, Prabhupada said, just like a mango, a mango can be ripe or it can be green. So when it's green, you can make green mango chutney. It's useful. But then when it ripens, it becomes very sweet and you can use it for lassi and sweet rice and so many things. So both of them are valuable. So Prabhupada said, the devotee may be ripe or he may be green. He may be either one, but...
Salatullah. That's Maha Prasad. <laughs> Enjoy it. Uh, I will take the bog and we will purify it. Uh, so, this is the system. Uh, the system is that the devotees will become pure in due course of time. We should see devotees like that. Mm? <laughs> you see the devotees as pure. Uh, because the nature of the conditioned mind is to look for the faults. Hands up if you have a fault-finding mentality. Almost everyone. That's good. Yeah, my mind's very uh, fault-finding. Very fault-finding. I have some cancer in my, uh, what do you call it? Uh, my jyotish. Uh, what do they, they call that in the Sanskrit? Dosh means fault, no. What, uh, the cancer, that sign? Kanya or? Katak. Katak. Yeah. So that, that particular sign, very, a mm, little bit fault finding. Virgos are like that too. Which one is the Virgo called? The, the, the pure, uh, the virgins, the twins? After Leo, then there's Virgo. Anyway, whatever it is in Sanskrit. If you know something about this, very fault-finding mentality, always looking for... Uh, it can be used in a good way as well. The positive way is that, okay, you see where things need to improve. But because we're conditioned souls, sometimes we just uh, have fault-finding mentality. And most of us said that, we're like that. So you have to train your mind to see the good things in the devotees. It's easy to see the bad things. That's easy, anyone can do that. Uh, you want me to tell you your faults? You want me to tell you? I can do it easily. Okay, all of you. Well, not all of you, because I don't know all of you, but, uh, but the ones I don't know, I could probably find faults as well. <laughs> That's easy. But to find the good things, that requires more effort. You have to train your mind to be like that. Uh, very interesting. When uh, Rupa Goswami, when he identifies different levels of devotees, one thing he says to differentiate uh, who is a very advanced devotee, he says they, because he could have said many, many things. This is Rupa Goswami. He could have defined a very advanced devotee in many ways, but he, one, one point he points out, they are free from the propensity to criticize others. Very interesting that he says that. That's how we recognize someone who is very advanced. He doesn't have that desire to criticize others. And we see when devotees don't give up that, then big problem, big problem. Uh, then you, you cause all sorts of chaos in your spiritual life. Uh, Krishna is testing all of us. How proud, because it's pride ultimately. Right? How proud are you? Are you going to let go of your ego and become humble? Trinada pi sunichina, terora pi sunichina. Mahaprabhu says, wear that verse around your neck like a kantimala. Uh, this is kantimala. Uh, we don't take it off. Always it is there. Right? Trinada pi sunichina, that verse should be also be there. Uh, Bhakti Santasarasvaitako says that is Siddha Pranali, that verse. Uh, it means it will make you perfect. You'll become a pure devotee if you actually follow that. And you see, it's very challenging actually. Maya will trick us. Uh, actually, uh, I am a better devotee than what you realize. Uh, you just don't realize it yet, but actually, I'm a better devotee than what you understand. You just don't understand it, but soon you will understand. Soon you will understand. I know slokas from the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Dehino sminyata dehe kaumanam yavanam jada 
Uh, what's the next line? Uh, <laughs> right? We become very proud. We become proud. As devotees, we become proud of anything. Oh, I know so many shlokas. I know 100 shlokas. I know 400 shlokas. I know 700 shlokas. I, I've met devotees who have memorized whole Bhagavad Gita. Whole Bhagavad Gita. They memorize the whole thing. Right? But the danger is you can become very proud like that. Uh, I have never met someone, but I've heard there are devotees who have memorized whole Bhagavatam. Uh, I've never met them, but I've heard some devotees, the whole 18,000 verses, imagine. Uh, there was one uh, scholar in Mahaprabhu's times, he's called Devananda Pandit. He memorized whole Bhagavatam, but he was a Mayavadi. Uh, so he's proud. Uh, so Mahaprabhu rejected him. He offended Srivas Thakur, and there's a nice pastime. So the point is, uh, Prajapati Daksha, he curses Narada. Uh, but it's not very good to curse a pure devotee. Uh, don't, because he became very proud, so he cursed Narada. But you have to be very careful. Uh, we are seeing in the world at the moment, people are saying the wrong things and doing the wrong things. It's causing all sorts of problems. You know, Vladimir Putin, you know, like, oh, so proud. I want Russia. Uh, I want it all back. Ukraine used to be Russia. Give it to me. Uh, now this is our territory. Uh, we will make Russia great again. Uh, and Donald Trump is saying, we will make America great again. Right? And then, uh, here's the guy, Scott Morris. We will make Australia great again. And it's like, I don't talk like that, but you know. it's the basic principle. Right? It's all pride. Like, it will be great, will be great. It's all false. You have to be very careful because it causes problems. And as devotees, we have to be very careful that we don't develop these attitudes. Uh, it's called abhiman. Abhiman means mentality. Uh, be very careful you don't. Uh, I am superior to others, right? It's in all of us. You know, I struggle with it. You know, we, we have this feeling, I'm superior to others, but have to be very careful of that. Change it and become humble. Serve the Vaishnavas. Okay. Any questions or comments? Anything we discussed? You said that you said the soul doesn't need a body. Yeah. Actually, without body, how can it work? Either we need material body or spiritual body. But without body, we the were soul talking about we we're talking about material body. We don't need material body. Yeah. Yeah. Body you need. That means spiritual. Material body is not good. That material body is not good. Spiritual body that is okay. Must. You you should have a spiritual body. Soon you will have a spiritual body. Thank you. you will see. Soon you will have a spiritual body. <laughs> Someone else? Any question? Yeah. Please, please take your microphone. Sylvester, uh, <clears throat> this was right. It means like, like speaking about the river and it's, which is going up and going down. So that refers to living entities going up in the universe and going down. Mm, not really. That's not the example. What does it refer to? The river uh, uh, means that once you get in the river, sometimes it's very hard to get out because it's very powerful, like the Ganga. Sometimes you go to Mayapur. I went there one time and it mm, must have rained because it was really going very powerfully. And there's actually a big whirlpool uh, near the bank as well. So once you get in, sometimes it's hard to get out of the river. Like a river is very powerful. So material energy is like that. Once you're in, once you get one of these material bodies, it's hard to get out. 
Like I was wondering on this point where it is mentioned that, especially on the banks of the river, the, it flows, the water is much more swifter. Mm. Like, does it mean that as more as we try to get out of Maya, the Maya gets stronger, or what does it mean? Now? Yeah, she will test you. Yeah, because she has two, th two potencies, the covering potency and the throwing potency, right? So one potency, most, most people are just in that potency. They're just covered, they don't even know they're in Maya. So that's easy. You know, they're just sleeping on the lap of the witch. So everyone's asleep, it doesn't matter. But then when you try to get out, then she starts grabbing you, pulling you back. Right, that, so that's, that's, when you try to get out of the river, sometimes it's more difficult. Yeah, and then Prabhupada gives the nice example about Vairagya and Jnana. I didn't speak about that, but we could give a whole class on that. Uh, the banks are how to get out of the river, that is Jnana. You have to cultivate spiritual knowledge, which is what we're doing right now. And Vairagya, you have to practice detachment. That's what Brahmachari life is for, to make you detached. So when you become a Grihasta, you're a detached Grihasta. There's two types of Grihastas. Ones who are attached and ones who are detached. You have to become detached if you want to make advancement. You can make as much advancement as a Grihasta as you can as a Brahmachari, but you have to be detached. Uh, that's why Bhakti Santasaraswayatakwa said, Brahmachari Grihastas. Make sense? Yeah, good. Mataji. devotee has done bad to them so like how do we react like in that situation say it again so um, like we see sometimes our devotee friends they tell us um, if someone has done something bad to them so like how do we react in that if another devotee does, does something bad to another devotee or to us yeah. yeah it's a good question because sometimes uh, devotees what do we do when someone, another devotee does something bad to us? What do we do? So it's a good question because sometimes uh, devotees will do things to us which are not so good. Uh, so uh, Lord Chaitanya says tolerate, become tolerant. Uh, it means don't retaliate. Just because they did something to you doesn't mean you have to do it back to them. The other point is sometimes you say devotees did something bad to me but it wasn't bad, it's just your ego. You say it's bad, but it's not. Therefore, you always have to get consultation. Uh, you have to listen to your senior devotees. Right? If there is an argument between two devotees, go to a senior devotee, and they will tell you who is right and who is wrong. Maybe both of you are wrong. You're both puffed up. Uh, or maybe one of you is wrong and you're not seeing it. So we need to always have senior devotees who will consult, and they will tell us what is right and what is wrong. Is it okay? Someone is treating you bad or? Okay. If they treat you bad, you come to me, I will. Okay. Let me know. Bring the other kid and you come and say, what is the problem? I will say, what is the problem? Okay. Okay. Bring the, please bring the microphone back to the uh, material world. Someone put their hand. Yeah. Yes. Pronounce Guruji. Uh, Yes. There's a, the ankara or growth in a other man, like uh, Prabhu mentioned about the uh, putting once uh, Ukraine under my control, I dominate. 
I take it. That, that is the political thing which I am not interpreting. What is the question? There is a one man who is getting into that wrong ideas of capturing or controlling. How do we control that? How do we bring that out of his system so that he changes, the world changes, people are in peace actually. You can't change anyone in this world. I can't change you. It's not, it's not you have to change yourself. So if another devotee is giving us problems, you, know, you can say to the devotee, you know, Prabhuji, this is not very nice. <laughs> you know, maybe change. But if they're going to change, that's up to them. So you cannot force anyone. You can lead a, a horse to the water, but you cannot make it drink. Family will end up in failure for himself. The self-realization that will come to the uh, foremost for his change. I read the other day, Prabhupada said, let Krishna deal with them. Sometimes you say to the devotees, say, Prabhu, you're not acting very good. Please change. If they don't change, let Krishna. Krishna will work it out. Right? He, he will take care of all of us. He will make all of us humble <laughs> in one way or another. Is okay? That's such bad people are, are the big uh, problems for the entire world. Oh, those people? Yes. Yeah, but that, that's not them. That's karma. That's not them. It's like, okay, look at what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, right? So we can say Vladimir Putin is doing that. It's not Vladimir Putin doing it. It's all the people in Ukraine who are eating meat all day long, right? That is the Ugra karma is now coming. It's not Putin doing it. Putin is just the agent bringing the karma. The karma will come a different way. Yeah? This is the reality. It's not one person doing it. It's actually the karma. It's the people doing it themselves. That's, that's where it's coming from, ultimately. So. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you. Yeah. Please pass the mic. Thank you, Prabhu. Um, how do we embody Mahaprabhu's instruction to Janasapis on a daily basis? On a daily basis? Serve Vaishnavas. Serve Vaishnavas. Uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, every day you should serve five, do five menial services for the devotees. So do that. And that will keep you humble. Secondly, compare yourself to great devotees. Uh, compare yourself to Prahlad Maharaj and Dhruva Maharaj and Yudhisthira Maharaj and Prabhupada, read the Leelamrita. Sometimes we think we're very powerful as devotees, think, oh, I'm very powerful now. I have so much influence, I have so much potency. Then read Prabhupada Lilamrita. You don't have so much. <laughs> you know, okay, we've got a little bit of potency, but compared to Prabhupada, it's quite insignificant. Yeah. So there are two ways to keep yourself humble. Serve devotees and compare yourself to real devotees. And then you'll see you're not so amazing. You are amazing. But compared to other people, then, you know, every devotee is amazing, every devotee. But Prabhupada is too amazing. So, you know, we're, we're insignificant compared to what we can do. Any other question? Okay. Srila Prabhupada, key? Yeah.